In the meantime, it's you and me, and it is. It is Sarah Hart, the program manager of Faith Community Home. So welcome to WGN Radio. Hi, Raleigh. Thank you for having me. Yes, well, thank you for what you do, because as I was saying earlier, I think that things like homelessness or struggling to stay in a home, we think about that as uh, inner city problems more than we do suburban problems, but it equally affects suburban areas, and having a lifeline, no matter where you are, is a a great uh, advantage. And so tell me more about what Faith Community Homes offers. So Faith Community Homes helps working parents who are struggling to pay their bills and who want to achieve financial stability, who want to get to a place where they can pay all their bills on time by themselves. We have a two-pronged approach. The first way we help families is with rent assistance. We pay a portion of the family's rent directly to their landlord every month for up to two years. This gives the family a financial cushion, and it removes the immediate risk of eviction, displacement, and homelessness because they can stay in their apartment. But we know that families in crisis need more than just money. They need a plan, and the plan is where mentoring comes in. That's the second prong of our approach. Every family in our program is matched with two volunteer mentors, who meet with them regularly to help them figure out the steps they need to take to get back on their feet financially. That's a great addition, because you're right, it is more than just money. And with that in mind, when the counselors are visiting people, everybody's situation is unique to a degree. But on the other hand, everybody's situation has has common points as well. When you're looking at these families, what is it in general that went wrong that caused these people to say, hey, I can't I can't keep my head above water? You know, every family comes into financial distress for different reasons, and everybody's path to financial stability will look different. Some people have been living in chronic poverty for their whole life, and they don't have the skills or tools that they need to, for instance, balance a budget, live within a household budget, basic financial literacy skills. Other people know what it feels like to be financially stable, but they came upon some hard times because of circumstances in their life. Maybe a relationship didn't work out. Maybe a job didn't work out. Maybe someone had a health crisis. They found themselves in a financial downward spiral that they couldn't recover from. So they need help figuring out a plan for how they're going to get back to financial stability. It's one thing when you're dealing with people of working age, but when you're dealing with seniors, for instance, who are in a situation where they're no longer able to work full time, uh, the, the Social Security money they have isn't, isn't covering their expenses. What are some tips about what they can do to stay afloat? Right. Unfortunately, senior citizens aren't part of faith community homes. So when I get inquiries from seniors, I refer them to other agencies in the community where they can get help maintaining their housing or finding a place to live. Families in faith community homes are working parents, and they have to have at least one child who's age 22 or younger living with them at home. 
And I often say that people in faith community homes are just plain poor. They're not disabled. They don't qualify for any kind of government assistance. They're just regular working people who need a temporary boost to get back on their feet. Yeah, the working poor is a good way to to put it. And uh, it's my understanding statistically that many of them are spending uh, 50 percent or more on housing when the national guideline is no more than 30 percent. So with this in mind, how do you how do you raise an income? Well, that's where mentoring comes in. A lot of families come into our program knowing that they want a better paying job. They want to go back to school. They want to finish their degree or their certificate. They just don't know where to start. Because remember, Raleigh, these folks are working full time. They're parenting, shopping, cooking, cleaning, supervising homework. They're doing it all. It can be really overwhelming and exhausting, especially if you're a single parent. And then to think about the giant hurdle of going back to school That's where mentors come in. They can really help the family break these hurdles down into bite-sized pieces. For next week's meeting, why don't you call and get the application? For the following meeting, why don't you fill out the application? In this way, the mentors can help the family gradually move towards their goals. And I'm happy to say that right now we have seven people in our program who are back at school taking classes either in person or online to get a degree or a certificate to put themselves in a position for getting a higher paying job. The website is fchomes.org. And I've got more questions, but if you're listening and have specific questions, because somehow how to come up with that income becomes almost more elusive by the day, maybe even more as we uh, struggle through COVID-19. So uh, this is a great opportunity, and I've got plenty more questions. But if you'd like to ask a few, that's 312-981-7200. I'm Raleigh James, and this is WGN Radio. So you told all the boys that you were gonna take me out. Even, even had the nerve to make a bet. Yes, you did. That I, I would give in. Oh, my love, you would win. But you haven't, you haven't won it yet. James. Tony Clark and Carl Davis wrote that pushover on Argo 1963. Top 10 R&B, 25 pop. A fine oldie. We are talking uh, with... Oh, I know exactly who with Sarah Hart, but I wanted to get the website here. And that is... Yeah, where did it go all of a sudden? Ah, here we are. That is fchomes.org, fchomes.org. And uh, the plan, I think, is a great one, Sarah, that you're not only helping people financially, and especially with payments directly to landlords, but helping them find a way to get on their feet. Now, for many people, it's elusive on raising income at any time, but I would think as more and more people are looking at the unemployment numbers and what's going on in the pandemic, that 
coupled with what we're also seeing where entire categories of jobs have disappeared to technology and automation and voicemail and what have you. I would think that right now, more than ever, it's difficult to help people increase their income. The need is tremendous. You know, Faith Community Homes put such an emphasis on planning ahead. Let's talk about your budget for next month. Let's talk about your six-month goals. Let's talk about your 12-month goals, your career plans, your education plans. We've been helping families plan ahead for so long. And recently, so many plans have just gone out the window because people have lost their jobs. They don't know if they're, uh, if other places are hiring. Plans to go back to school are on hold. And a real killer these days is that the kids are home 24-7, no school, no daycare, no summer camp. And that really puts the brakes on a lot of parents' forward movement because they have to stay home with their kids. They have no one else to watch them. Oh, yeah. Not not only that, uh, the kids need the parents more than ever at a time like this for all sorts of reasons. And the parents, even if, even though they're home, are often emotionally less able to connect because they're they're so stuck in all the things that they are facing every day that sometimes the kids needs goes out the window. So it, it becomes a cyclical thing that that feeds on itself. And I can I can see where that on an emotional level is, is an easy downward downward spiral. And so when the counselors are dealing with situations like that, where the usual advice isn't, isn't necessarily going to hit it right now, how do they approach that? You know, we refer uh, parents and children too to a lot of other community service agencies where people can get the professional help that they need. We also work closely with other social service agencies in our service area. I talk frequently with school social workers and township social workers to help make sure that the adults and the children both are getting all the help that they need. Obviously, your counselors and your organization is is looking forward beyond who you're helping right now and looking at how this potentially will play out. And with that in mind, as you see unemployment possibly being very high for a very protracted period of time, uh, no longer can you say to people, you know, start saving money. What advice would you have? I know. Like I said before, we place such an emphasis on planning ahead, and right now folks are really hunkered down and uh, focusing on survival mode, which is so unlike what we usually coach in faith community homes, but it's necessary because of the uncertainty that we're living in. Well, what I can say is that the families who are in our program are getting the rent support that they need, and they're staying current on their expenses. But like we, like you just mentioned, things like putting money in your rainy day savings account, chipping away at your debt, bringing up your credit score, all of those processes are really slowing down because the money's just not there. One of the things that's wonderful about education right now is there's so much available online. So it's not necessarily a thing where somebody would have to leave the home in order to continue their education. But what they will need, they'll need a a fairly decent computer, but more to the point, they'll need a solid broadband connection. And of the communities you serve, how ready are these individuals to pick something up online? Everybody in our program has internet in their apartment. 
Most of them don't have cable because cable is so expensive, but everyone has internet because they've got kids at home and their kids already needed internet to do homework as it was. Sometimes the problem we've been having, though, is when you buy the cheap internet package, there's not enough bandwidth for mom's computer plus the kids' devices to do their e-learning. So sometimes that slows things down. But for the most part, Internet is available to folks in our program. And in fact, very recently, we spent money on a laptop computer for one of the single moms in our program because she's going to start taking classes online to finish her degree. Which is great. When you talk about uh, multiple uses and, and broadband capabilities, one of the problems in many areas is that even if you're willing to pay for it, you don't get upstream. And people don't don't really think about that until they're starting to send materials upward rather than just downloading on a, on a browser. So for, for folks who can't afford it, is it truly available in those communities? Let's say you want, I mean, I don't expect you're going to get a gig symmetrical, but is a, a nice robust internet up and down available? Um, You know, I think it varies on the apartment building where the families happen to live. The good thing about faith community homes is that we have such a generous board and of broad support of volunteers with a lot of specialized knowledge. So when I don't know someone or when the mentors don't know something, we can find a volunteer who has the knowledge to talk to the family and get them the answers that they need. Now, the next thing is when we're talking about education, there are so many jobs that have just really gone the way of the dodo bird, whether it's because of technology or what have you. There's entire uh, swaths of career opportunities that are non-opportunities now uh, in terms of guiding people who, yeah, they, they've been impoverished. Maybe their education is not terrific, to say the least. They want to learn. But what direction is good to go in that will result, hopefully, ultimately, in better paying jobs? Well, that's one of the strengths of faith community homes is that we don't have a cookie cutter approach. We don't have a recipe for success. Every family is different and everybody is going to have success in a different field and a different career based on their skills and abilities and the schedule that will work for their family. It's one of the big jobs of the mentors is to do some detective work with the family to figure out what they can do, what they want to do, and what will work for them in the long term. The organization's been around since 2003, so we're, we're coming up on two decades now of experience, and that's also uh, two decades uh, of really hands-on learning of how this works. Uh, percentage-wise, the people you've helped increase their income, has it, has it been an overwhelming success? Have most people been able to do that, or where does it fall? Well, you know, our goal is to help families reach financial stability. So we're not trying to make people rich. We're not trying to help them get a mortgage. So our success rate in achieving financial stability is actually very high. It's 85%. And that's because the families who come into our program typically are very motivated. A lot of them don't even want to be in a program. They want to be on their own, paying all their bills, calling the shots. But they recognize that they need a temporary boost. They need some mentoring to help them figure out how to get back there. Can families come to you directly rather than through an agency? Yes. You can visit our website. There's a tab that says, are you a family in need? Mm -hmm. You can enter the information there, and that comes to an email to our staff. 
and then someone from our staff will contact you directly to get more information about your circumstances. That's great. Now, of the communities, how visible are you? Are most people aware that this resource is even available to them? Most people are not aware that we exist, um, and that's one of the reasons I'm happy to be on your show tonight, Raleigh, is to let people know that we are a resource for people who live in Arlington Heights, Palatine, and the immediate surrounding suburbs. And, okay, I've got, I've got Kathy in Wooddale, Illinois. Welcome to WGN Radio. Hi, thank you, Riley. I wanted to ask Sarah, it just sounds like such a great organization. I wanted to ask if you um, accept donations, and if so, what's the best way for the public to, to do that? We do accept donations. Thank you for asking. And like most nonprofits out there, our fundraisers have been canceled. So we're relying more on donations from the community. So if you visit our website, fchomes.org, you can make a donation directly on our webpage. You can also find us on Facebook. Search Faith Community Homes on Facebook, and that will link you to a donation site as well. Thanks for calling, Kathy. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was just uh, going to get to that myself, because when you're working as a nonprofit, donations are actually critical to your success. And yes, the outreaches now are harder and harder in the pandemic. So I appreciate your taking the time out to join us. And hopefully we have a lot of people who will go to fchomes.org and explore what's available and how they can help. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Raleigh.